episode number 21. We still haven't gotten fired. We made it. Still here. Justice Del Santos. Rory O'Toole. Yee yee. And back in the studio, she didn't go Hollywood on us. excited to find the place. I hope that the audio is not too <laughs> It's just like a, oh, it's just wow. a straight blue bar. That's, it's fine. That's we'll a worry wow. about it in post. First place. But we didn't get to do this in the last podcast. I'm doing it now. Serena, you won first place in the sports writing department. The Society of Professional Journalists Regional Mark of Excellence Awards. They recognize the best collegiate journalism in Arizona, Guam, California, Hawaii, Nevada, and the Northern Mariana Islands for your feature. Spirit, Life, and Laughter, Mima Mirkovich Mirkovic. <laughs> is Cal Volleyball's own comedian. Thank we got, you. We got Thank it right. No, so this much. isn't this isn't just an acknowledgement. This is this is your time to shine in the sun. I got I got some questions. This is this is an interview. Questions for me. Wow. This is this okay. is this is complete. We said this on the last podcast. This one's dedicated to you. But you already did that for me. No, Serena. You talked about me already. Justice, you need to drop a talk about. Huh? Tell talk about question right here oh yeah talk about the process behind this uh article <laughs> i was confused to talk about the press conference question but um, talk about that last paragraph what was going through your mind there as the clock was ticking down on deadline i could talk were, about were you it. thinking you know, i'm gonna put the team it? on my back yeah those were those were thoughts running uh-huh. through my head um and then I like had to reevaluate, you know, think about the length and, um, you know. Yeah, a lot of length. Comma here or period? You know, what am I going to do? I can make my move. These are the questions sports writers ask themselves. Every, every day. Every night we get in the booth, in the lab, That's knocking a- it out on Microsoft Word. Microsoft Google Word. Docs. Google Docs. That's some some Ancient. early 2000s. Yo, when you got unreliable Wi-Fi, you got to go offline sometimes. Just like That's this shooting. multimedia room? Exactly. Or I have no Wi-Fi right now. Boss is terrible. Stable. Yeah. I do go Word sometimes. I wonder what happens when you pay however much for a university and you can't even... It's like the NCAA thing. It's like they're not they're not getting paid, but they're getting free Wi-Fi. Did you? Yeah. yeah. They're giving them free Wi-Fi now. So I guess it's even. Is that a conflict of interest? They're, they're paying the players. Paying them in knowledge. But Serena, I got some legitimate questions for you. I think Cal basketball can take like a backseat okay. for like three seconds. Because it's not every day. Well, thanks, Justice. You win an award. Uh, first off, can you talk about how... <laughs> Here we go again. No, but I think the most important question is, you know, I, I want to ask how you reacted, but I got a more important question than you. How did your parents react? Um, Have you even told your parents? I did tell my parents. I texted my family um, a screenshot of the thing saying Serena Kraman, first place in the story name, and they're like, wow, congrats. And they were like, what is that? (laughs) Yeah, that's the exact reaction I would expect. (laughs) So what does that mean? Is college paid for now? And they're like, no. They're like, oh. Did you get anything? No. Yeah. I just got this this plaque. I just got this nice little certificate. I just got a text from Shaylin. There you go. See. I found out on Twitter and I was like, wait. I had to like, I was just scrolling down and I was like, wait. I saw it on Twitter. I was too. like, wait, that's us. Yeah. 
Respect. But, thank you. Thank but you. how did you feel in the moment? Like, when you first found out, were you, like... I was a little bit confused. I was like, oh. Like, like it was kind of a long time ago also. And then I didn't know that it was being, like, entered for any contest, you know? So it was, like, unexpected and um, surprising and nice to see, I guess. But I was, like, also... Yeah, I was just, like... Yeah, I, just another story, you know? And so, like, yeah, I was proud of it. And I've only written a couple of features. And so this was... I think what I thought was my better one, but I still didn't expect, like, that recognition for it. Well, I mean, you said, like, only another story, but I think from the outset, just the subject matter that you're discussing, like, when you were doing the interview process and you were, like, gathering all this background information, and I assume you did some just, like, historical research as well, like, what, like, what was your thought process, like, just for... In writing it? Yeah, just to hear, like, everything that, like, sort of the background of the individual herself and, like just like the larger history um well the player that i featured mia markovic she was on the beach she's on the beach volleyball team and the volleyball indoor volleyball team and so my freshman year her freshman year um she was playing indoor i was covering the indoor team and then in the spring she was playing beach and i was covering beach so like i just saw a lot of her and then last fall um she was again back on the indoor court and she's like such a prominent figure like no matter where she goes and I noticed, especially on the beach courts, she was, like, this bundle of energy and, like, always, like, made everyone, like, laugh around her and stuff, and so that was kind of the main thing that, like, I wanted to focus on in the future, um, and I feel like I was able to find that out from, like, spending so much time, like, observing her and stuff, um, so then, like, I reached out to her mom, um, her mom was in town and her uncle for a game one time, so I got to have coffee with them, and, um, like, they're just so, such a sweet family and stuff, and they had so many great things to say. And then there's this one coach of hers that I talked to on the phone for, he just, like, w- wouldn't stop talking about her, which was, like, so great, because, like, you know that, like, these people really, like, have a lot of good things to say and um, provide you with, like, really awesome information, backstory and stuff about her. Um, and, yeah, of course, I talked to Mima herself, and she actually texted me um, that night of, about the award she was like congrats on the award and I told her it was in part from her because she was such a great featurey this is some like beautiful wholesome news amidst like all of this (laughs) all of the negativity that we have to cover around this team Uh, I'd say like the last question I have is like when you know when we when we publish things there are certain pieces especially when it comes to features that you know we have a better feeling about them and confidence in how they turned out more than others and you kind of alluded to it how you didn't feel like, you didn't even know, like, this was up for an award, but when you published it, like, was the concept of, like, being recognized for this, aside from the Daily Cal staff, like, was that even a thought? No, not at all. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't know that, like, these things get entered into contests <laughs> yeah, and stuff, I, I, honestly, yeah. Do they find it themselves? Like, did it, we enter it? Like, it, Daily Cal? I wonder how this goes, because I've... I'm trying to remember back to when I was editor, and I think I remember something about, like, submitting some of the best pieces we have, but I don't know if... Because that's what we did in high school, but I just didn't know that that was still a thing. Like, we'd cut up some papers or, like, email some societies, some Mm -hmm. PDFs of our pages and stuff, and... Anyways, there's like so Someone many great. The bag. Like if we're just thinking about mm. within the Daily Cal. Mm. Um, Josh. Hmm. Josh. Hey. We haven't seen him around these parts. Hey. Did he get subpoenaed? With like within the content that our department you know publishes, like 
there have been so many great features. That's also why I was like kind of shocked because it's like I'm learning from the people who have written these other features, you know. And so I was like, interesting. Yeah, I know that one of the more prominent features that has been awarded was Michael Rosen's a couple of years ago, and it was about. I don't remember the title of it, but it was basically about a football player. There was some, there's a lot of details that I'm not sure of, but basically it left him off the team and having to pay like however much in debt. And I think, I think there was even a scenario and I'll have to fact check this, but where that we were given an ultimatum either, or I think, I don't even think it was an ultimatum. I think the football team just wanted him fired like straight up. So I'll definitely have to fact check that, but yeah, wow. that, I think that award's still somewhere like in the sports desk. Wow! And I think he got second place for that. You got first place, so <laughs> one more time, you know, walk the flock around with a pause. <laughs> not gonna say the rest of those lyrics, just You're the name not. of the song. Family but friendly. I think this is gonna be our our wholesome quota because now we got to talk about now we gotta. This is a great transition. I love that you have these ready to go, Yeah, he's got him queued up. The sad flute, the sad state of cow basketball. I think this that's is as good a transition as any, as we're going to have to segue into this. This, this is probably that. That's Serena, you've, pro- you've probably been like the proprietor of the most positive news we're ever going to have on this podcast. Mm-hmm. We keep saying it. It's just inherent to one goal in the moment, you know? Hey, season. there it is. But... <laughs> We keep talking about, with every podcast we've, d- we've done since the beginning of the season, we keep being like, hey, we're still talking about stuff, even though the season's over. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know. Are yeah, we- Justice is covering baseball. He's like, I gotta come back in here and talk hoops. This is a side note. I'm gonna get, like, super wholesome again, but, like, this past week was super stressful for a lot of reasons, and I was looking forward to this for so much, specifically, like, the Jordan Bulls music and the emotional <laughs> flute. That, like, like that, wow. legit, that legit that my day. So wow. I'll say it one more time. I appreciate y'all for existing. I appreciate y'all for Aww. allowing this wow. to happen. Because if it wasn't for y'all, it wouldn't be possible. But and we back, back to the flu. Back you to gotta the call this podcast wholesome. Back to- <laughs> wholesome there, there can't be too much wholesome. I feel like there's gonna be some tear shedding. <laughs> yeah. Like, really yeah, sure. we're just gonna start confessing stuff. Our and then we're just gonna get secrets. really sad about yeah. basketball. And- yeah. What did you say that in that one podcast? Like. The Viking Jones era is going to be like the metaphorical bar that you talk about. Yeah. (laughs) Before last call. Instead of talking about Viking, it's just going to be us in a bar one day and we're just talking about our memories. Our one golden moment. Self plug. But (laughs) unless someone pays us to keep this going till we're like 40. We were actually talking about um, doing a Justice podcast. Yeah, the Justice Life podcast. Yeah. Talking about how much sleep you got last night. Like, you know, we, favorite flavor of ice cream. Just gotta watch the film on the, on the. Yeah, I actually have the sleep app, so I'm, I am watching the film on how much sleep. <laughs> hey, <laughs> see, studying his game. If I pull that open right now, it's gonna be like pretty sad. I think last night we're recording this at what, three forty-five on April fifteenth. I think last night I slept at like one, woke up at six to finish Ooh. an essay. So, Ooh. it's rough. We find get... out more next week. <laughs> yeah, find out more next week. Did he get more sleep? Did he not? Well, that could be like the new... Um... Is sleep overrated? Are we sure sleep's good? <laughs> that could be the new um, the Ken Palm when we check the, the windless counter. Yeah. We're just tracking my sleep. Dude, that's but, an untapped market. Yeah. yeah. I'd listen. 
Well, I guess that's like Emily and Hannah's podcast because they do. That's plug. Check out that podcast. They talk about stuff, life. I yeah, think, I think that's a good way to. Summarize I think Serena that. needs to go on there and talk about her ankle. Uh, <laughs> oh, she, yeah. she slammed. Well, what happened? You roundhouse kicked a guy <laughs> no, in the face. Now we're all our right? all our fans. Right. Yeah. I don't want to brag, just, but just she beat laundry. a guy up. This is dirty laundry right here. <laughs> you should see the other guy. Yeah. That's what I have to say. Heyo. But okay, we've been bearing the lead long enough. We gotta get to the. Service. I thought that was the lead. <laughs> I'm confused. That's all we have to talk yeah. about today. Yeah. Until next time. Too. Yeah, it's been real. <laughs> but you know, it, it happened. We were, you know, the the mm-hmm. suing, the McNeil, I guess the Roman Davis. You know, we were kind of expecting that, but we got hit with the real bomb. We got hit with the real tragedy. Play oh play the God. music one more time. <laughs> Connor Vanover. I hope we don't get copyright for this. Actually, that's not copyright. That's that's culture. Connor Vanover and Juwan Harris Dyson. Oh, now I'm getting sad. According to, I believe, uh, I think Jeff Goodman of Stadium have entered the transfer portal, the NCAA transfer portal. Another I one. I just uh, hate that portal. We we that portal's overflowing right now. We've already named one of our podcasts "Another One Bites the Dust," and I was as I was walking over here, I was trying to think of what we could possibly name this podcast. Sadness, emotion, ghost, just like uh, in, the, in the lieu of Donald Trump, yeah. just sad with a yeah, sad. With an exclamation point. Sad, sad. <laughs> but Serena, yeah, I know that you had a, a particular attachment to Connor. I did. You were I... actually gonna write the feature on him. I was. So that this... was gonna definitely win another award. Mm-hmm. And Connor just didn't what want to go back been? to back. What could have been, Connor? Yeah. Well, there being Ghost Braid, the second coming, or rather the first, the coming of Dirk that never happened. As Roy said, Sean Bradley, Serena. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over to you first. I know this is a very distressing time. What are your immediate thoughts? Well, I just think back until back when I first watched Cal basketball play, and I was with you, Justice, um, and. I was tweeting, you know, from the Daily Cal account, and it was... Follow us. I just... I remember, like, looking at him, and obviously he stands out from the crowd, you know, the 7'3 freshman, Um, and saying, like, wow, like, he's, like, yeah, like, obviously he catches your eye, you know? And just because of his height. (laughs) This is the politically correct answer. Um... And I don't know, I just thought he was funny and for some reason, even though I've never talked to him. Um, and then, like, he... I, I, I feel like I foresaw his presence on this team and how much of a contributor he would be. And he, like, just played into that. It was, it, was, it was honestly just, like, this transfer and quit thing, like... like <laughs> you spoke... Okay, side note. You spoke it into existence. Yeah. Rewind the tape. She, Rewind she, the she tape. Really did. Serena, you spoke, you, you name dropped the three players Justice Suing, Darius McNeil, Connor Vanover. You said it and it happened. If I were Justice Suing or Darius McNeil mm-hmm. or Connor Vanover, I would transfer. Oh! And if I were Jacob Orender or any of the junior. There's one other Jules Irving maybe uh-huh. I would just quit the team. Oh wow! I mean, okay, okay. Transfer and quit. 
do you feel any responsibility for this? Spice Queen decrees it. I don't, it happens. I don't. No, no, no. It was. It was like a prophecy, sort of. You know, like not. Like I. I oh, foresaw so. the future. I didn't make it happen. Wow. You know. I was just alerting us of it ahead of time. Lower your pitch for Scout fans. I thought that it would soften the blow ultimately for us, but yet here we are. It was it was near tough. Tears. I'm very emotional right now. I think it wasn't until like right when I walked in the room to record this that I realized just the gravity of it cuz like, you know, you don't really ha- you don't really get a chance to, you know, take a step back and really look I would say have some retrospect on it, but, you know, between Connor and Juwan, Justice, Darius, and Roman, next year is going to be bad. If this, like, if they all decide to transfer, it didn't hit me until right now. I'm like, that's critical mass. Hey. Group text reference right there. Um, Yeah, I'm just, I feel like we barely got to know him. Barely got to know him. We saw glimpses of his greatness. You think of that Stanford game. You think of uh, just the last four or five games he played. He was on a real hot streak. And, uh, God, you know. I, I was looking forward to this man being in my life for another mm-hmm. two years. Maybe going in the draft. Someone confusing him as a Porzingis-like player. <laughs> You know, when he's more like bold, taking bold. him way too high in the draft. But I was gonna be pumped, and now I'm not. Now it's taken away from me. There's nothing to be excited about for next year. Jacob's Connor's still- exciting. I, just, I- Jacob's Jacob's still- <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, what do we have to be excited about? What, honestly, if you're a casual fan, what about this team is like worth watching? Connor Vanover was worth watching. Purely as what she alluded to earlier, as a freak of nature. This man is seven foot three. He's nearly albino. Oh. He has, it. Can we talk about the charisma also? The hair? The, the ghost hair. The hair? Like, not everyone just pulls that off or is willing to try it. To you know? try it. And yeah, how he shoots the ball, like you're never at the at the beginning I was like never really sure what was gonna happen, if I'm being honest. You know, he, like he'd get the ball and I'm like, oh, Connor was an enigma in the best sense of the word. I don't think there has ever been anybody like him in the history of Cal, and I don't think there will ever be anybody like him from this day forward. And what really sucks is... He was like a fever dream. Missed opportunity. God. That's the weird... I was thinking that too. It feels like he wasn't even here. It was like he was... And a guy who didn't play for like a couple weeks there, why can't just throw him on the bench? It was like some real avatar type. And then he rose like a phoenix out of the ashes... (laughs) To just splash numbers. on these fools. <laughs> yeah, there's Help a Cal go on a little win streak. It really felt like Avatar. It's like when the world needed him most, he vanished. Yeah. He's like Batman. He like, you know, he dis- <laughs> he comes out and then he disappears. I think it's worth mentioning, you know, just to like take a step back on memory lane and just re- like recount the, the Connor Vanover era because it was... His kid. <laughs> Connor Vanover era... <laughs> I think it's right. It's like your Viking timeline, you know, like detail the date. There should be it was a Vanny timeline. It was like, sure. it, yeah. When I was like going back, I realized that his timeline, while not as crazy as Vikings, it was equally interesting for a variety of reasons. And the thing about Connor is that he hasn't even been here a full year. He commit last May, and I remember writing the brief on him signing during Dead Week in May. So I was like, wait, like he just came and then he's gone, and they're like. 
Um, Are we sure it's, it's the best decision? On to bigger and better things. So, you know. Yeah, it's probably his best decision. <laughs> It's probably in his best interest. Not at the end of the day. best interest. Yeah. Not our best interest. Not the content's best interest. <laughs> <laughs> Serena almost just fell out of a chair. Wow. Okay. I'm going to podcast first. The ankle's already injured. That would have been a back. That, that back Six to eight Yeah. But here's like the here's the general timeline that that I sort of constructed on Vanover. So he signs last May. At the beginning of the season, he fell, you know, more a novelty than anything. He didn't really get that much playing time when he was making shots. He was like he he quickly emerged as a cult hero. Yeah, I think in our preview I described him as like the perfect this guy's gonna get dunked on a lot player. I think That's he why got... I referred to him as a Sean Bradley type. Not because of the skill. Sean Bradley's actually pretty good. Check the stats guys. Anyways, I thought stats he was guy. gonna be Sean Bradley in the sense this man was gonna be on a lot of posters. I remember and I think he, he only that. ended up on two. Ira Lee got him. Well, I really didn't, like, posterize any. Connor was just kind of there. Well, we can look up that photo. But who was the other? I don't remember who the other was. I think, was it someone on USC got him? Oh, wait, that sounds, like, vaguely familiar. But who on USC can dunk like that? Anyhow. Mm -hmm. We'll have to check the tape. But, yeah, he he actually didn't get dunked on that much. Too much to your surprise. I mean, that's a good good thing, I guess. And, you know. Yeah. Nike doesn't, well, I guess Under Armour doesn't really have to scrub the tapes. Yeah. I didn't think he'd actually contribute, you know. I think that's the great, like, that that goes back to the novelty thing that I was saying. It's like, yeah, you have this 7'3 guy. We know he can shoot, but how is he going to be on the floor? And, you know, he he does take on this very cult hero-like persona. But as the season starts going along, particularly non-conference play, you're like, wait, this dude can play. And against Cal Poly, you know, he's having one of his best games, I think, in 11 or 12 minutes, he had seven points and two blocks. And then, in the, in the, to describe it, nothing short of Scrappy would be a disservice to this man. He di- 7-3, dives, dives on, on the, the floor, floor for a loose ball, unfortunately breaks his nose and suffers a concussion. You can automatically, like, instantly see the blood that comes out. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. The injury, yeah, it was very unfortunate. Uh, he's out for a couple games. But for the game, he did it. He yeah. did set the career high. Yes, he does. And Cal narrowly He's beat put Cal his Poly body on the floor on a yeah. on a game winner by Paris Austin to beat Cal Poly by one. So you talk you just talk about body language justice like that is effort right there from Connor. It really That's was maximum effort. So then after he returns from the the broken nose and the concussion, I remember when I was at Fresno State for that game, he was on the bench and he had like sunglasses. And the way that he was sitting was where his pants like stopped at like his calves. It was a very it was a very unique scene. And then there's that one dude on Fresno State that you went to high school with, or like, knew school, of, yeah. that uh, Noah. Noah Blackwell. Mm-hmm. With the, who, That's side a great note, name. Came out with the the Concords, which is like ultimate disrespect. Wow, saying I don't have to move. <laughs> splash from there. He took him off in the second half, probably because of like Brandon. Did he Lewis. really? Yeah, I was like, wait, where'd they go? But I did not like him. <laughs> What if he's listening? What if he's one of our, like, 20 listeners? Shout out. Grand Bay doesn't like Shout you. out, question mark. Yeah. Are but cool? Connor returns for the beginning of conference play, and he's setting career highs left and right. Very first game back at USC. Career high 10 points, three three-pointers, three blocks. Next game against UCLA matches that career high, and a career high four rebounds. And, you know, he's looking like he's going to be a problem. You know, he's starting to get the feel for the game. He does have to, you know, do the whole get your legs back under you. 
I remember I alluded to the point where I thought he felt as if he was rushing his shot a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he looked very solid in those first four games back. And then... Crickets. He's not playing for, like, two weeks. He plays a combined 21 minutes. There's a four-game... Sh- that four-game stress where he plays 21 minutes at Washington. I mentioned this. He, I believed he was the perfect counter to the zone. And it ended up happening when Washington played Cal at home. Like, mm-hmm. Matisse would go for a block, and not even he could defend him. But That was not, a low point, though, that game in Seattle. That's Washington State played. one? Or yeah. the yeah, Washington at Washington. One. Those are both pretty low points. Yeah. So there's this two-week stretch when he doesn't play at all, and me and you were kind of just... Con- like utterly confused. I think you brought up the point that you might have thought he was in Vikings' doghouse. I think he was. He had to have been. Or you know what? It's Viking. He could have just been dumb and not played him because <laughs> he's dumb. Yeah, he could have been like, oh, good. I'm trying something else new out. You yeah, know? it's honestly that simple. Like, you know the player that's really emerging? Let's not play him. That's... Yeah, yeah, that's the Viking way. No, Shout out, Viking. We love you. <laughs> Come on the pod anytime. We know you're free these days. Yo! <laughs> Yo! Explosion right there. Uh, we should actually invite him on the pod. I think he would. Because he really liked me and Justice for sure. Yeah, he for sure would not give an emphatic hell no. Yeah. He was a very friendly guy. Very warm. Always got good vibes from him. He definitely didn't have a hit list of journalists who dogged him. I heard that hit list was just Ryan Gorsey. I just want to read my article that I wrote about him. Oh my god. If you haven't read that article, read Roy's column about what Cal basketball should do. But, you know, there's that two weeks period when Vanover isn't playing at all. It's called reconciliation. And then he's unleashed. And lo and behold... He emerges as the second best freshman, arguably the best freshman, depending on how you see Matt Bradley. The you, best freshman. The best freshman. You're. Yeah. He's laid put it down. out there. Yeah. I'm kind of. I'm kind of. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Like, maybe what he meant to that team, though, like beyond the stats, just like you could see the bench would get so fired up whenever he'd make yeah, a shot. Like that is so true. He brought hype. He brought the hyphy back to the bay. He really did. <laughs> Not e forty. Not too short. Not Neff the Pharaoh. Connor Vanny Vanover. It's like we have this... Ghost Raid. We have this progression of, like, great artists in the Bay. It's like you got 40, you got 40, Keek the Sneak, Short, and then, like, New School, you want to go Neff the Pharaoh, RBE, SOB. Please don't say Jeezy. Connor Vanover. Okay, side note on G-Eazy. He's from Berkeley, but claims Oakland. Uh, No, stop. Please don't. (laughs) G-Eazy, just stop everything. Armour, this is another side note. When I went to the the Warriors um, finals parade in 2017, the first one they won with Durant. 2017. G-Eazy was on Clay Thompson's bus, and one of my friends was recording and he like zooms in on G Easy. He's like, G Easy, your music sucks, bro. And then G Easy immediately like turns around. I don't think he heard him, but just like the timing of it was wow. so perfect. Wow. But back to Vanover, the the next great Bay Area artist who was here as he was an artist. He painted with those shots. He was splashing all over. He was like Jackson Pollock. It wasn't always pretty. <laughs> it was chaotic at the time. A lot of flying limbs. But you know what? It was a masterpiece. He disappeared as fast as he emerged. Those last 11 games. It's like a shooting star. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever read The Fall of Our Stars or saw the movie, but they talk about little infinities. I've seen a lot of hate for wow, that book. Wow, you know? 
Connor Vanover was my little infinity. Okay. Is that the name of the is that the title of this podcast? Little Infinity. (laughs) But last eleven games, Connor Vanover average. Shout out Hazel Grace. (laughs) Twelve points, four point eight rebounds, two point one blocks, forty nine point one percent from the field, thirty seven point eight percent from distance. Now, you know, we we pondered on the idea of what if he was just playing from the outset. I think if he was given the same like if he was given like twenty five minutes a night from the jump, I think he could have potentially overtaken Moses Brown's spot on the freshman list. Yeah. That's how much we saw out of him, and you're well, saying... He was unguardable. Like, you couldn't defend a shot. Because the thing with Moses Brown is you just pack the paint and hack him. I think he was shooting like yeah. 37% from the line. He's a horrible free throw shooter. I mean, Vanover, if you put some strength on him, you could definitely get under him. Um, but he's like Durant, where Durant just shoots over someone. It's like, you're not going to block my shot. It's the same exact thing. Like you mentioned, the thigh bowl close out on him. And that guy has a long wingspan. He's like 7'2". And he was just like easy. Like, yeah, it's not bothering me at all, bro. It's like by the time he gets in the air, depending... He doesn't jump that high, but by the time he gets in the air, that shot's like 10, 11 feet maybe in the air. Yeah. It's like, how are you guarding that? And then as we saw in the Stanford game that That sent us into disarray, there was that one three-pointer I remember. It was on the left wing where Josh Sharma's right in front of him. Oscar Da Silva's to the right. Uh I think he's to the right of him. And I think De Silva's like six nine. Sharma's like seven foot flat, and Vanover's like five feet behind the three point line too. Okay, that might be a slight exaggeration, but he just splashes it home right in yeah. front of them. Bench goes crazy. We're up in the press row going crazy. Yeah. Side note: one of the worst press rows. Yeah, the press row basketball. sucks. Uh-huh. Fix it at this is a this is direct at the take the money that the people uh, those parents drop to get their rich kids into college you know <laughs> use that money to fix your press row but i don't know do we have like what do we i think we expected this honestly like the two weeks when he didn't play at all and then he comes out and is their best player i think in his mind that's what like really sealed it for him to you know he's not gone that's the thing to know with all of these transfers is that none of them have officially transferred to another program but of all of the names on that list i feel as if Connor is the most likely to go just because of how he was managed throughout the season. And, like, the broken nose and concussion, like, who's to say what could have happened if that never happened? But even, you know, just looking at that four-game sample immediately after he got back from the from those injuries and the numbers that he was putting up and the progression rate that he was on, for him to not play for two weeks for no apparent reason? Like, I, I think... Viking mentioned like Roman Davis brought energy, but are you gonna substitute energy? He started for... Roman Davis against Washington, right? It was either Wash. It was Washington. He had a that is unbelievable. I remember he. Oh so, my so god! So Roman had he had like two points and seven. We should rebounds. have done a podcast just on that. Just Roman Davis <laughs> is starting, guys. Guys, this is real life. Just emergency podcast. Yeah, emergency <laughs> podcast. What is going on? But yeah, I just feel as if the Vanover's decision, like wallet. It definitely does sting more than any of these because I think we all felt like a, this weird connection to him despite, I don't know. Never it's not weird at all. I think it's beautiful. Little Infinities. I, I, I think it's uh, special. Infinities. But I think just of all the play, if you were to power rank the players to transfer, I think he's got to be like top three. And like among like just the roster before this offseason started, I feel like he was like one or two simply it, because of that weird stretch. Yeah, and I think we have to remember Cal was never his first choice. It was not. 
Yeah. It was. I was like, yeah. wait. <laughs> I didn't mean I didn't mean to come uh, out like that. <laughs> I love it. You know, see that's what happens when you don't get your sleep right there. Um I feel hella disoriented today. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I'm two seconds behind on everything. <laughs> it's uh that's what Vanny leaving with the combination no sleep will do to you. But I think he never really felt at home here. You know? So Maybe if I had written a feature about him, he would. Yeah, Serena would have. We'll never know. But so I feel like I feel like there was just some untapped potential with him that hopefully could be tapped, you know, elsewhere. I also felt like it was almost as if he was a great player on a bad team mm-hmm. who's like increasing his value for a trade, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like trying to make himself. It's like the contract year. Yeah, exactly. So it's almost like he was playing for a small market team and he's just waiting for the, you know, the team from New York or L.A. to pick him up, make him a star. St. John's going to pick him up? He's already a star. I feel like he's going back to the South. I feel like John Calipari, get this boy, he's from Arkansas. (laughs) Kentucky's not that far away. Where is Arkansas? (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, the title of this podcast now. (laughs) Wow, I think it's right above Oklahoma. Okay. So just go a little to the right, you know. My mind is a like you states over your Kentucky. It's like completely. <laughs> we gotta we gotta ask Emily about this. She's the. This is such a California answer, yeah, dude. I don't even know where anything is. It's such an elite. I'm just on the island of California. Such That's an elite answer. Matters. We gotta get Emily. She's the she's knowledgeable. Utah. It's Midwest. in the Midwest. Yep. But I think we should. You want to talk about Juwan, or should we keep on the the Vanover train here? I think we can talk about Juwan. Juwan has basically been transferred. He's transferred all his talent to the Shadow Realm. I don't (laughs) know what happened to it. This man never developed a jump shot. Whether that's his own fault, we probably said it was half and half, you know. Um, But Juwan is a lot of unfulfilled potential, and I honestly think it's in his best interest to leave. Because it's just been kind of a disaster for him here. He kind of needs a fresh start somewhere else. So I actually feel kind of good for him. I mean, I guess it's bad for the team, but you can find wing defenders, right? Can't find spider flies, though. <laughs> you did a feature on him that was very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, missed that. that whole thing was... It was interesting in that it gave me like a... Because, you know, when, I, when I'd seen Jawan, I'd already had the knowledge that... Coming into his freshman year, he lost the 20 pounds. And so not only did he have to regain the weight and rebuild his strength, he also had to adapt to the speed of the, the college game on the fly. And it's not like you're playing like high school. It's like you can have like a flu game and be fine. It's like these are dudes that are going to bang bodies with you and like go blow for blow. And the one of the things that came out of that feature was that incident at like 4 in the morning where he wakes up and like his throat is super swollen and he has to, like, have one of his roommates call emergency services. And that's, that's like, a whole, like, different situation. And that's, like, scary in and of itself. Yeah, that's a crazy story. But the crazy thing is, despite all that, Juwan has, like, a very promising freshman season. Like, despite the fact that he has to regain the weight. Despite the fact that, you know, he was essentially immobilized for, I think it was 10 days that he was really confined with that flu. And, like, for an athlete, 10 days may as well be a year. But he goes on to average in that freshman season 6.2 points, 3.4 rebounds, a steal, and an assist per game. Nearly has the triple-double against Washington State. He hit the game-winning free throw against San Diego State. And you're thinking, 
if he can do this, all of this, despite everything that has been in his way, what can he do with the full offseason, more chemistry with his teammates, and the biggest thing that we thought he would develop was a jump shot and maybe start to develop that semblance of a jump shot. And he was actually my X factor heading into the season. I thought if he can really make that jump from year one to year two, I'm not saying that the Sailor would propel Cal to like 15 wins, but I mean, it it's going to be big. Huge. It would have been big, especially considering you know a lot of games down the stretch where it felt as if inexperience really did them in. Yeah. And especially you know in conference play, particularly that lack of shooting. So if he could you know potentially flirt with like 30% on a jump shot on like a three pointer, you know continue to build up that strength and regain it, you know develop his handle, you know all the all the things that go into an off season. And then that, that's not what happens by any stretch of the imagination. No. He regresses hard. 3.5 points, two rebounds, an assist, a steal a game. On 38.7% shooting, the most damning stat to me of all of them. Freshman year, his PER was 13.5. So a little under a league average. I don't know if college adheres to the same standard, which is the league 15, average is 15. Right? But assuming that the standard is 15, just you know, a little above average, a below average. Sophomore season was 7.6. Wow. And when you see that, it makes sense that he would want to transfer, especially because his minutes dwindled. I know that he did deal with some minor injuries throughout the season, but when you see that, just such a stark step backwards, and especially he did mention that his goal is to ultimately play at the next level. And to see, you know, to see that, I think it is his, in his best interest to just move on, regardless of if there's a new coach. Yeah, I think he just needs a fresh start somewhere. I mean, he's going to sit out the year if he transfers, so that'll be important for his game to develop. I mean, just he needs to lock himself in a gym and learn how to shoot. Because his stroke actually isn't bad. Yeah, that's the weird thing, too. It's like you see him... Like, it, it's Fundamentally, it's if you not were to, as broken as Paris. I was just going to say that. If you compare Paris's jump shot and you compare him to Jawan's jump shot, mm-hmm. Jawan's jump shot looks a lot more fluid. Yeah. Paris might have the ugliest jumper I've ever seen. <laughs> it kind of looks like, Mary. what's his name, Kevin Duckworth? Like, he shoots <laughs> like the one A. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyhow. So no, but, like, he still has potential. He has the athleticism. He's, he kind of has a feel for the game. Um, I don't know. There's something there for sure. He was highly rated coming out of high school. He definitely has potential. He just needs to... I mean, that's what separates the good college players from the bad ones. All of them had skills coming into the game. It's just a question of, are you improving? And right now, he's one of the countless players who comes into NCAA, and they just never develop. And he's looking like that's what his career is going to be, but he's still young. He could still reverse it. And we talked about this idea of particularly Matt Bradley and Connor Vanover, how you believe they succeeded in spite of Viking. Mm-hmm. And I think because of the way their games are, it's a lot easier to succeed in spite of Viking because they can shoot. Definitely. And when all else fails, just shoot the jumper. Jumper's always there. But for Jawan, because you know he doesn't have... like He's never made a three-pointer in his entire career. He's over 23 in his career. Because he doesn't have that jump shot, the onus falls on him to, if a play breaks down, just go one-on-one. But as we've sort of seen with him, he's not really someone... That's going to really break someone down off the dribble. It's more, can he get a backdoor cut? Can someone throw him a lob? Can he get in transition? And those weren't really opportunities that he had, especially because 
there was sort of a reluctance to run the transition, especially, which we thought because this team is so young, just give the ball to whoever and just run. But, yeah, that, that kind of summarizes it, though. I think he'll be he'll him more than anybody else. He he would be better off getting a fresh start, and I don't think a new head coach in place would be enough to warrant no. that demarcation of a fresh start. I feel like he needs the right system as well. I don't want to say he's a system player, but I would like him in maybe an up and ten, up and down system, maybe defense first kind of team where he could be like almost an Andre Roberson type or a just kind of a defensive stopper. You take the best player on, on the defensive side of the ball, and then on offense, you backdoor cut, catch a few lobs, like you were saying. And that's the interesting thing, too, is he, like, Cal did run a lot of zone this past season, but in terms of pure man-to-man defenders, he was by far and away their best. Oh, yeah. And defensive metrics are kind of, you can't. they're not completely reliable, but I think it is worth noting that his freshman season, he had the highest defensive box plus minus of any guard. And this past year, he had the highest of anyone, period. So the tools are definitely there, and, you know, it is hard to evaluate defense, but you see just the combination of his athleticism and his lateral quickness, there's something there. And I just don't think that something there is best tapped in here. So I think before we go, I think it's worth noting the... If everybody decides to transfer of the player, the players that we've named... I thought that you were going to say the whole team. <laughs> the rotation we'll that's... We'll be playing. The rotation we'll be that's left. we recording the podcast before every game. We're recording it during... The, we get on my Yeah. Day. But this is the rotation. If everybody who is announced and tends to transfer does transfer. Among the guards, Paris Austin, Matt Bradley, Charles Smith IV, Joel Brown. We did note that whole thing with... Joel Brown removing Cal from his Twitter bio. Keep and, going. And then the forwards, Andre Kelly, Grant Antisevich, and DJ Thorpe. Those are among players I can see getting minutes. A starting five, Ooh. from what I gauged, Austin Bradley. Oh, I'm forgetting Jacoby Gordon. I'm, <laughs> I'm completely forgetting Jacoby Gordon. That's. Did, just... you, re- did you forget Orander as well? <laughs> Nah, that was Your a, boy? That was a, that was a, huh? Yeah. <laughs> My God. It's the sleep. It's the sleep getting to him. Yeah, the sleep is getting to him. forgetting about the yeah. <laughs> I'm being attacked right now. <laughs> but as to the forwards, Jacoby Gordon. So starting five would probably look like Austin, Bradley, Gordon, Antisevich, and Kelly. That seems like a, a bench unit. <laughs> <laughs> 30 wins. Yo, if we're in the Mountain West, though. 30 wins in a... How many games? Over this eight-year period. (laughs) Um, My God. That's really, really bad. But do you think that everyone who intends to transfer will... Yes. I think it's it's a very toxic situation. Once you do it... What does that mean, Justice? Talk about that. Yeah, we're going to have an Anthony <laughs> Davis situation where maybe Justice sits out the year. He's not officially traded. He's got That's All Folks t-shirt walking in there, you know? I would say... Hmm. Okay, this is going to sound like a very weird metaphor, but I think it makes it makes some, some sense. I love weird metaphors. So... As you, this, I, put the I need, I need you to to come along this journey. Yeah, come along on this journey with me. Come along on this journey yeah. with me. So, right here. I, as you, 
<laughs> As you know, last spring. Windows down. Last spring, I, I grew my hair out. Now, that's This is where we're going to just. I need you to stay strapped for this. You're going to. It'll oh, make, it will, it will make sense. It'll make car. sense. So, that's last, not last, where I saw that last going. spring, when I had my hair grown out, I would always. You know, I had a routine, and it involved like using a particular brand of hairspray. Just stay, stay with me on this, please. I, I tell you, it'll make sense. <laughs> it will make sense. Do you know how the fans like? Wait, wait, is this leave-in conditioner? Is this actually hairspray? Long? No, this is hairspray. Like, Doing like a comb over like hairspray, sort of hairspray, style. like hairspray that comes out of an aerosol can, like the musical. It was a bad yes. for the environment, wow. by the way. Yeah, thanks for Don't use putting aerosol a hole in the ozone. <laughs> okay, that's his hate and sleep. And sleep. I'm very, and I don't eat either. What's the the wall quote? That's just photosynthesizes. <laughs> anyway, back to so so. This is my point. I have a point to this. So I used that hairspray today for like the first time in over a year. It looks like, great. Yeah. I think I barely yeah, use it. Good, bro. Yeah. I mean, you know, I got a little, you know, it's kind of wild out for the summer. Yeah. Anyway, so. So the thing, the reason I bring this up is that the hairspray had like a particular smell to it that's like very different from like any other like <laughs> any other product that I'm like that I've been accustomed to. Yeah. What and it like, smell like? Describe it. Adjectives, right? I now. have no clue how to describe it actually. I just know that you're it's a writer. writer. You're I'm a writer. Yeah. Okay, this is what I'm gonna say. It's I don't I can't say what it smelled like because it's very unique. But I can say that that I smell reminded me of last spring when I was an editor, and it brought back a whole slew of memories both like good and bad mm -hmm. interesting and it's so like it brought me back to that like mindset of like when i was an editor when i wasn't really eating when i wasn't really getting a lot of sleep but then also like being with josh and christine being with you guys like all the time in the office so the point that i'm making with this <laughs> yeah we still need the connection the point that i'm making I think is, I've seen it. is that you know in, in me using like the hairspray in and of itself isn't inherently negative it can have a positive function, which is like keeping my hair up. And the same thing with Cal. Cal in and of itself doesn't have to be inherently negative. I'm like, I wish you could see the hand motions I'm using right now. Yeah, so I really gotta explain this. Got it. Got so it. the so Cal in and of itself, that locker room in and of itself isn't negative. It doesn't have to be. But when you've had these experiences and when what you remember it by is filled with negativity, then it's like a point where I just need to get a new fresh start. I need get to a new hairspray. I was gonna say, you gotta get a new hairspray. Basically, got, and Vanover, he's got the hair grown out. Maybe like maybe this Yo. metaphor will apply to him too. This goes full circle. Wow, <laughs> it's a unifying theory right there. Wow. But <laughs> that, wait, wait, that's wow. where I'm going Big with this. Big question then: Do you think we'll see the braids again elsewhere, or is that tied to Cal? I think we see cornrows. Well, you know, like the whole idea. It's like when you, you know, when you when you end a relationship you know you got you either you, 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 you like color the hair a little bit or you grow it out or you cut it or yeah, you, like, you do, do a whole new you. what if he goes bald <laughs> i was gonna say buzz cut but okay Guy, he will petrify everyone he's, he's gonna start getting that like he that would look like voldemort like actually <laughs> right? he's gonna start getting like that zion like lightning straight yeah. on like the side he's gonna get like the fade maybe fresh. that's what we'll see i think this I think this is a good place to end. <laughs> is that <laughs> where we're gonna end? Full descent into. I don't know. Do you have any final thoughts on like either on I don't know anything, including my metaphor? I love the metaphor. I'll miss Connor. I'm just yeah. I'm devastated that Connor's leaving. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what to watch for next. I year wish now. him well. I'll watch for Connor. 
wherever he is. All I have is Matt Bradley's, like, Ninja Turtle-like energy (laughs) to watch, and... Mark Fox. What does the fox say? I wish I had that loaded. You should have had that loaded. (laughs) Damn. What? Mark Fox must be like, man, did I take the wrong job here? Oh, guy. Honestly, I feel bad for him. Imagine, like, taking a job, and then, like, everyone who works under you being like, I'm out. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah, now you gotta hire a bunch of new people. So, watch out for the grad transfers. Apparently, Rick Smith's son is on our uh, <laughs> radar. If you have Javon t- Quinterly from Villanova, which there's no Jelly way, Fam. There's no way that's happening, right? Roy What's the other? From San Francisco. Hey, I am, yo, Frankie Ferrari. Sorry, please get Frankie Ferrari. What's the, who's the other guy of Jelly Fam? Isaiah Washington. Is that his name? He went to Minnesota. Oh, I thought that was a nickname for Cornerly that I didn't. <laughs> I say Washington. because I didn't. Know. <laughs> but if you have a Twitter, like, wow, look for notifications for like the anyone from Virginia graduate. Jack Salt, can we get him? Anyone else? They don't. Oh wait, before we finish, I I need to I need to make a a special. I need, I need to make something known. Kihei Clark on Virginia, national champion. He's Filipino. Filipinos yeah, run the world. We Let's get here. it. <laughs> we are undefeated. undefeated. Shout out, Daily City. I guess also shout out Tiger Woods because he is Asian as well. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm going full claim. Yo, I'm claiming I everyone. He did get drafted by them in the racial draft in the Chappelle <laughs> show. So, Wu Tang Clan. The, the oh, wait, no, no, he got traded. Just, he got traded. No, I think... I think no, no, the, yeah, the Asians traded him for Wu-Tang Clan. I mean, we got, <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a late late round trade. If you don't know what we're talking about, please watch the, the Dave Chappelle, Chappelle show. show. Racial draft. It's great. Uh, but with that being said... Signing off. Episode number 21. One goal in one podcast. You broke my heart, Manny. Justice El Santos. Rory O'Toole. You broke my heart. Award winning... Grammy not nominated. Not going to Hollywood. Not, not going, going to Hollywood. Hollywood. Serena Carana. Until next time. And if another player transfers. We might be transferring podcasts. Who knows? Everybody. Peace. Peace.